All right, welcome everybody to May 8, 2014. I need to remember this day because it's my wife's birthday today. So happy 40th birthday to my wife when she listens to the recording. Had a good day with her today and just having a good time. Um, guys, welcome to the call. We are going to be um, discussing a pretty cool topic today, a little bit about financial freedom, what goes into that decision. Um, unfortunately, we had one of our speakers that had a family emergency tonight, Jason. I think uh, it's unfortunate, but we will definitely have Christina back on a very, very near future call. Hopefully, all the callers will stay stay tuned here because we're still going to talk about the same topic and, and, and go into that a little bit. Um, but before we do that, you guys uh, just keep in mind here, we have the uh, P90X3 challenge packs and the Turbo Fire challenge packs. Really, really doing well this month. Um, I know for me, especially using the uh, automatic CEO tool, Jason, I've got a lot of leads and sold a couple challenge packs already from that tool. So, guys, uh, get out there and get that P90X3 and that T20 or uh, the Turbo Fire challenge packs in front of your people because it's an awesome month to have Tony and Shailene as our specials. Um, a few of uh, things that were kind of announced in the past week regarding some changes to our comp plan or changes to the rules uh, per se. Make sure you guys are checking the upper right corner of the new section for that. There was some changes to being able to participate in other businesses. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail unless somebody wants to ask questions a little bit later or Jason, you want to expand on it. But in a nutshell, uh, beginning in July, I think it's is it the start of July or the end of it, Jason? July 1st. Yep, so starting July 1st, um, they're making it a lot tougher. They're really making it impossible to 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 chase more than one shiny object. If you're going to be a Beachbody coach, you're going to be a Beachbody coach. Um, basically setting the rules up to where being another network marketing opportunity, anything at all related to health and fitness or not, forbidden, forbidden. Um, that kind of it in a nutshell, Jason? Yeah, I've talked with the executive team a little bit about this, and the underlying um, non-said rule is um, it's just not enforced for people that are kind of like diamond and below. So it's like if somebody wants to have a home party for Tupperware, you know, for her friend, to support her friend, you know, because that's one way that we market, or I mean network, is, you know, working with other like-minded business people's. Um, it just it won't be enforced until you get to the rank about diamond, and then at diamond you really got to kind of sit there and consider well which business am I really more interested about, and which one am I kind of just doing for you know fun or because I like the product or whatever. And um, and after talking with the executive team, like our policy towards this is the most liberal policy maybe of any other network marketing company. Um, certainly any that we compete with. Um, most other ones say that, you know, you can't compete in anything that's automatic for, you know, being dismissed. So um, it's my understanding that they're going to actually allow us to release those um, comparable policies from some of the other companies because that's what Beachbody did. They went around and looked around. But, yeah, as of uh, July 1st, you know, they're going to start acting upon that. And one of the big reasons was, they just didn't have the rules defined so that they could actually act upon somebody that, you know, was doing, you know, multiple businesses from, like, the same profile and stuff. So now that the rule 
is uh, there now they can actually enforce it. So that was one of the big reasons. And and because the rule for Beachbody was so lax and so lenient, we were seeing a a plucking of a lot of our people. People were being, you know, their hands tied in their own company, but Beachbody didn't have as, as strong of a rule. And so they were taking a lot of our people. So this is going to help level the playing field. I know there's been some upset people regarding this, and I think Jason kind of expressed a good. It's not going to be you know, enforced until you're starting to be looked at as one of the leaders, you know, starting to really start to move up in rank. But regardless, it's to protect you guys. It is to protect you. So, and it's to protect your downline. It's to protect what we've built here and not to see it all be pulled away by another company. So um, be looking on that. If you guys want more information on it, you can see it on the upper right corner uh, or in the, the breaking news section or the archive breaking news section if it's already gone or open up the PMP, you know, open up the policy and procedures and, and, and take a look for it. But it's going to go into effect July 1st. Um, that's the only announcements I got, Jason. Is there anything else that, that you want to make an announcement for? Or are we are we good to go? Um, that's all I can have. That's all I had. Um, you showed me um, a new tool that highlights the latest March challenge packs for, you know, automatic CEO. And again, I don't want to sit here and try to plug that product per se, but I'm having a lot of success with it, and it's making my business more organized uh, for me. So it's just neat. Anybody that's using that product, um, they have that really neat um, automated post that says, hey, these are the new deals this month. And, uh, you know, Jeff sent that out and said he got real good results just from sending out that one default email that's already made for us. So I just want to mention that. Yeah, absolutely. For those of you that didn't listen to the call last week, we talked a little bit about the tool. Again, Jason and I don't get compensated in any way. We're just trying to give you guys good business advice. Um, it's a great tool for, for keeping your customers, you know, all your customer records and your customers managing a tool that sends email campaigns out, one-touch emails. It's got some landing pages. So look into it. We're not going to talk much more on it. Go to YouTube. The easiest thing to do is go to YouTube, type in automatic CEO, and watch the video and make the decision that's best for you. Uh, but I know that Jason and I are seeing – I got a list of about 20 names to follow up with just from an email campaign. So it's a, it's a pretty cool tool, and a lot of the work's done for you. An organization was my, was one of my downfalls, too, when it comes to that. So that's it. Um, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about the topic of financial freedom. I'm going to kind of pass it over to Jason here because I think I'm going to be the one being interviewed tonight. It was supposed to be me and Christina Delgado. Uh, we had a couple big announcements, but she's unavailable tonight because of a family emergency. So we will have her on in the very near future. Um, Jason, I'm going to kind of let you intro the topic and, and my announcement, and we'll go from there. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, I have a new coach that just signed up um, or committed to become a coach. Um, from Automatic CEO, just one of the automated emails that says reconnect with existing customers. And, you know, that's encouraging to me because if I hadn't used that email and I hadn't connected to her, she would have looked online and found somebody to become a coach with, um, you know, somebody maybe that connected better with her, that was more like the way that she looked or acts or hobbies. Um, so it was really encouraging to me that just by using that tool, I connected with her and she became a coach. Um, and anytime you sign up a new coach, right, you should be going through, you know, getting started right call where you ask them about what their goals are, you know, and it's like, well, I just like enough to pay for my products. 
that's fine. Our job is to help them accomplish that and then, you know, maybe down the road see a, a bigger vision. Um, but it was unique in so much that she said, you know, I want to do this for a year, two years, and then be able to afford enough to leave my full-time job. You know, and she said that right off the bat. And as um, an existing coach who's done that, you know, that that's really encouraging. Um, I don't meet a lot of people that say, I want to try a couple days of P90X that ever finish the program. In order to finish P90X or Insander and ever, any of our programs, you have to know that you're going to finish it on day one. And then still a lot of the people don't make it. So it's really encouraging to me when she says, yo, I'm going to make this a full-time income, you know, within the first two years. And I'm like, yeah, um, that's the right attitude to start off with. And with that being said, then we can implement ideas and plans to help get her there. So uh, it's interesting and uh, exciting that, you know, our own leader and and Jeff has committed to um, finally leaving his full-time job. You know, it's something that I think myself and many other people in the company like, didn't understand while he was still doing it or, um, you know, thought it would be overwhelming to do everything that he's already accomplished in this business while doing a full-time job. But I know that the situation at that company kind of changed for him, and we'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later, um, so that he was presented with this opportunity to do this. Um, and it's just so it's so unique to me that, the same week or the same month, you know, Christina Degada, 11 Star Diamond, is also part of um, the Fit Union and, and the Diesel Nation, um, recently left her career. And, you know, it, it's one thing when um, somebody who's doing a bunch of part-time jobs quits the other part-time jobs so they can be a full-time beach buddy coach. It's another thing when somebody who has a career, you know, like a teacher or, um, you know, maybe like uh, – uh, machine worker or an office worker leaves their job, you know, and that security to become a full-time coach because that, that indicates, you know, a bigger level of commitment. Now, the most interesting thing to me now is when we're seeing, like, professional people, like people that have careers that other people look up to, um, to do that, to do this job, and that's really amazing. You know, one thing I thought about today is, like, when you leave a job like that, are you retiring? Or, as I like to say, are you retarded? Um, because they almost look the same, and I kind of think you have to be one to, to try to be the other. Because as soon as you, like, give up, you know, your lifelong work, you know, unless you're putting that into something else, you know, you're really disintegrating. Uh, I could go into long discussion about that. But there's, there's really only growth and decay. Um, and there's not even, I think, a point of stability in the middle. It's, you're either growing or decaying. And as soon as you say that you're retarded, I mean retired, um, you start to decay. So it's not that anybody's retiring from a career. They're changing career paths. And so with Christina Zagata in particular, she had her dream job. You know, we were there in Miami with her um, just about a month ago. And she's like, Jason, you know, I wanted to work at this particular law firm, like, you know, my whole life. And and then I aspired to be um, a partner in that law firm. And you know, when you have a partnership at any law firm, that's a that's a big deal. You're basically one of the owners. And in her particular case, that was a thing that she had to apply for and go through another 
year-long application process to get, and she had just gotten that um, appointment about a year and a half ago. And then when she saw her um, sister quit her full-time job, which was part of their uh, family business, then, you know, she aspired to to go full-time with Beachbody as well. And her goal date was, like, July of this year. And so she's doing that a month or two ahead of time. And I think one of the neat things about how she was able to do it, um, I think their boss said something about, hey, I need you to go um, to this city next week. And she's like, you know what, I think I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go home. And the boss says, like, excuse me, you're going where? And she's like, I think I'm going to go home. You know, I've had this letter ready. It's time that I use that, this letter because um, I'm kind of sick of traveling for stuff that, you know, isn't, isn't right with my lifestyle and my morals anymore. And, again, I want to emphasize that this isn't a retirement. Um, it's a shift of what you're doing. But any time your career path lines up with your values and goals, and, you know, I think what's so neat about this opportunity is what other job helps you contribute to your own health, your own fitness, and, you know, provide so much support, motivation, for other people. I mean, at some point, and I think all of our lives, one of our highest priorities is just helping and connecting with other people. Um, and and th- that definitely happens through this opportunity. So we're happy to announce and celebrate um, Jeff's transition of careers full-time to Beachbody. And again, he's already been so instrumental in the growth of this company. And, you know, as he received a CEO award uh, last year, you know, Carl got up there and, um, you know, I got chills for his accomplishments in this business already. You know, he's one of the most selfless leaders in this company that will genuinely try to help anybody that comes to him and gives support. Um, you know, he's the guy that starts working or used to start working at um, 10 p.m. until 12 or 1 a.m. every day just to reconnect to some of these people that are asking for help, if they're on the team or not. So um, the fact that he's accomplished so much while still juggling a full-time career and two children and a wife and family and everything else um, it is amazing. And so we're, we're really happy that he's um, now able to go full-time as a Beachbody coach. So I guess this one first question that I want to ask Jeff is, um, you know, why did you stay with the old career so long and what's the new development that um, is allowing you to make this transition? You know, it's, it's the development part is my favorite part. It's kind of similar in a way to what you just described with Christina. You know, I, I, I had known it for a while without actually knowing it that I was going to be doing this soon. It just, you know, I had a little event that kind of made it all happen. But, you know, to go back to your first question, you know, why did I finally – do it and what made me think that I needed to be with AT&T this long. The reality of it is, guys, is I've kind of been in a transitional state for a couple years. Um, been training people to do my job to where I was hope, hoping to get kind of laid off. So the, the delay has been there because I was kind of hoping that I would get laid off and, and they would do, do it a different way. Um, haven't really needed the, the income from AT&T probably for two years now, Jason. But you know, because there's this old school mentality, I think, to some of us, uh, including myself, I'm not perfect, I felt that that was still something that needed to be in my life for whatever reason or another, to be had that affiliation with a major corporation. And really over the last several months, I've realized that it's kind of silly that I had that mentality. I mean, you yourself, you know, 
would would jab me a little bit and tease me about you know how, how do they keep you? You're not really doing much, and why are you still there? And you know, it, it really kind of came to fruition um, with the second part of your question. What made me make that decision? I, I had a, a call with my with my supervisors. Um, my my dotted line supervisor, the person I work with the most with, and my actual real supervisor. And we were defining what my roles were going to be going forward. And so she had me keep a log of everything I was doing in a day for basically the better part of a 10-day period. And there wasn't a ton of stuff on my log other than some incident, some live incident calls. I, I worked in, in networking for AT&T, taking care of the Dow Chemical account. But like I said, I had been training other people to do take over most of my escalation responsibilities to where I was only really getting called if the you-know-what hit the fan. So we were talking about it, and we really kind of came to realize that, or they came to realize that I really wasn't contributing in the way that I had been for the better part of the last 18 years. So I was getting excited. I thought they were going to basically formally give me my wish and give me a little chunk of change and tell me to, to hit the road, and, and they're going to lay me off. But I was kind of throwing a curveball, Jason. They not only they made my decision very easy to wear, just like Christina when they asked her to go on this trip, uh, and she said, "You know what? I'm going to go home instead." This it was almost a similar eerie moment when they said, "You know what, Jeff? We don't need you for this position anymore, but instead, we want you to wear a suit and tie and go into Dow Chemical in Midland, Michigan, and basically be a sounding block and be yelled at for 50 to 60 hours a week." Um, they're going to put me in an office and be accessible to everybody and anybody. And at that point, I immediately told her, um, Nancy, I'm not going to do that. I said, um, that, that's it. I said, we're going to talk a little bit more. I want to think on some things over the weekend. I said, but I really think I'm going to be giving you a resignation letter. And there was just silence on the call. There was a better part of silence for about 30 seconds. And she said, um, did you just say that you weren't going to take the position? And I said, yeah, I did. I said, I'll give you a more better answer over the weekend. I said, I want to I discuss it with my wife. I said, but I think I'm pretty much done here. Um, and that was the end of the call. She didn't exactly know how to go from there. But it was, so, it was so empowering to me. I mean, there was no hesitation in me at all, absolutely zero, because I knew that what I had built here with Beachbody over the last five years was 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 not only solid enough a couple years ago, but solid enough that it's only going to continue to get better and grow. I uh, made a huge list of things that I want to get better at and improve on and continue to do every day that we can kind of go into a little bit if people want some takeaways from this call. But um, I was absolutely happy and ecstatic. I picked up the phone and I called Dana, uh, got her answering machine, said, hey, give me a call back as soon as you can. I said, we got to talk about something major. And I was excited. like It was like Christmas Eve. It was just like it was a huge weight that was lifted off my chest. And it was because I knew that I didn't need AT&T anymore. It was really the first time that it really came to full fruition that I have financial freedom. Not, not only did I get the award last year at Summit for paying off my house and not having any debt, but that, that, that terminology, that financial freedom, brought on a whole new meeting that Monday a few weeks ago it was like, you know what, I have not only financial freedom in the form of that award saying I paid off my house and had no debt, but I have financial freedom to say that I don't need, um, I don't need to work my ass off anymore to make somebody else's dreams come true. I can now totally work my butt off because Jason hit it on the head here. 
I'm not retiring, guys. That's not what the goal is here is to quit your job and retire. The goal is here is to be able to transition into something that you love. And the other part of my phrase here is work my ass off and make my dreams come true in my family's. So that's kind of a long answer, but that is exactly the empowering feeling that hopefully you are are going to have um, over the next couple years, maybe a year here, depending on some of you rock stars and how hard you hit it. But that's the empowering feeling that's going to overtake you at some point, and it's just an incredible feeling to have that 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 freedom of time, Jason. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so what he's saying is that he got um, a sense of accomplishment. The way I heard that was he got a sense of accomplishment from doing the Financial Freedom Award uh, last year, and then um, a sense. And I would kind of redefine this. I might be interpreting it wrong. A sense of uh, liberty when, you know, he was released of the added responsibilities um, at AT&T. So, you know, this is an exercise I've gone through uh, in a couple other personal development classes. And the one thing to most all men, you know, and and I've heard it described, it's programmed in your DNA, is the... um, desire for freedom it's one thing that you don't have to try for it's like you you always want freedom and liberty and if you question that at all just think about well would you rather be in jail and you know define when you can go to the bathroom and when you can have your recess time or would you rather you know be out of jail and have that freedom and liberty and uh so what i hear and what he's saying is you know he can really appreciate now that liberty um and I know that that was one thing for me when I worked in a job similar, you know, I would basically get kind of nightmares and, you know, the nightmares that um, people always have are kind of like you go to school one day in your underwear and you're embarrassed by that. And then I think when I was uh, working a career, working the two jobs, um, I always had, well, in college, you know, you always have this thing where you think you missed a test in your dream and then you wake up and you're happy that you didn't miss it. Um, but but when I was working two careers, I had the same sort of nightmares every once in a while, like that I had missed a day at work or I had missed a deadline or I forgot to go to a meeting or, you know, maybe I forgot um, a Super Saturday or something like that. So I'm wondering if, um, you know, those feelings ever crossed your mind and, you know, what it feels like now not to to have, like, this dual obligation and did those scenarios ever come up where you were giving up one for the other? You know, the, 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 the more closer scenario to me, and, yeah, I've had those feelings before, especially when I used to report in to, you know, certain places, uh, call centers or wherever I was at, assigned with AT&T at the time. But I'll tell you, the, the, the feeling that um, that I had more, Jason, was the fact that um, I was missing so much within, even despite of what, you know, I've been able to accomplish with, the help of so many, including you, Jason, you know, over the last few years, I still felt like I could do more um, if I had the time to do it. But I knew that I had this, you know, week-long investment every single week with AT&T that was part of my responsibility. So I would have more anxiety or or hate, you know, um, the week coming up because I knew that at any given time I could be pulled away, even having the blessing of working from home the last couple of years, I could be pulled away uh, to do something that just I didn't have passion for anymore. I just didn't have the passion for it anymore because I had found a new passion with health and fitness. So that's more of what I felt in the sense that I just you know, felt like I was not um, 
not doing all that I could do. You know, and I'll tell you, just the last couple of weeks, kind of being a lame duck here as I transition over to to full time AT or full time Beachbody from AT and T, I've just got so many projects in the works and things that I've been doing, such as automatic CEO and reaching out to a ton of my customers as a result and having a lot of conversation I didn't have the time for before from a customer base. You know, always making time for my coaches, but there's just so many things that that I that I'm excited for because I have this you know, this big block of time back. And I know my team's excited for it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's important, you know, to use that time wisely. Um, you know, it isn't about calling 2,000 customers and, you know, shooting the shit. But when as we can develop um, better, more intimate relationships with all of our customers and coaches, you know, that's definitely time well spent. Um, and, and I want to talk a little bit more maybe next topic about, you know, priorities and how you use that extra time so it's not just wasted. One of the things that I've seen by being on both sides of this, you know, working two careers and I've been working Beachbody full-time is you have to be careful with, you know, what you fill that time with because I think there's so many people that, you know, go full-time with Beachbody and then sometimes are less productive, you know, because they fill that up with, I don't know, TV shows or other hobbies or um, you know, just carting the kids around and they think just because they don't have a job they don't have to work, but where they only work the same amount that they worked in Beachbody. So I definitely want to talk upon that, but I think one thing before that is um, when you talked about giving the information to your boss or um, as Christina did, you know, kind of tell her boss, and it sounded like both of them were kind of both like, you're doing what? I, like, I didn't even know how to respond to that. And I know that was the case for me in my old career is like as I transitioned out of it, they would, you know, offer me overtime stuff and you know, want me to work extra hours to get time and a half and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's just not worth it to me. Like my time is more valuable than any amount that you're going to pay me. So I just want to work my 40 hours and get out of here. And, th- and that was an un- unacceptable answer to these people and something that they didn't even understand. And, uh, we, I was talking to Jeff earlier. So, so number one, it's like, it's weird that the rest of society is programmed that you know you're just supposed to sit there and work for a big company and hopefully produce good um, overall quarterly numbers so that stock prices can go up or down. But you know, ultimately, that's benefiting a, a very few, and most of the time, we don't like even know who the owners of the companies are. Um, and then the other thing that I was talking to Jeff about was. Um, I think part of the reason that he was hesitant to move on was about, you know, social acceptance of, you know, working a network marketing job full time. And I think especially that comes into play when we talk about the older generation um, and, and like our parents in particular, because the world now is definitely a different place um, when than when they were in the um, job force. And, and I saw this also when I worked in Germany for a while, like, People would get out of school, they would go to one company, they'd work at one company for 60 years, and they'd retire. And when I told them that I had worked for two or three different companies in the same industry over the past 10 years, they were amazed. And I'm like, what? You know, honestly, I would rather work for one company and stay there forever. That's not the way the job market is in the U.S. anymore. So that's definitely definitely changing. And can you speak, Jeff, about... um, 
you had to have a conversation with somebody in your family that maybe you weren't super excited about and you didn't think that they would take it really well, um, but you got some reassuring news from him. Yep, yep. So what Jason's talking about is um, my mom and dad, first off, were not the ones. They were thrilled for me. They kind of knew that was coming. You know, they're not – they're pretty, um, you know, liberal when it comes to that kind of thing. But uh, my wife's parents, you know, were the ones that Jason's talking about. You know, I, I definitely sat down and – before I made any announcements or got anything out there, had had discussions with people that mean the most to me and my family, Jason being one of them. But, you know, we had to have that, what I thought was going to be an uncomfortable discussion with her parents. And they are very, very old school, Jason, with when it comes to what you described, that there's a mentality, I think, that, you know, a lot of you listening to this call, your parents have about what you're doing with Beachbody. They think it's kind of a cool little side club, but, you know, don't give up your day job. And they're supporting you as long as you're still doing the day job. And I think that there's a mentality out there that a lot of us carry with us because of that. And Jason's right. To a certain degree, I felt that way maybe, you know, not so much recently because I knew all this was coming. But when I was first able to do this a couple of years ago, definitely, I felt that I needed that association with you know, the 40-hour work week and working for a major company so I could have a tiny pension at the end. Um, but that totally went away. But her parents, I think, had still had always felt that. So to my surprise, we went out for lunch um, last week, sat down with them and, you know, talked about our upcoming trip to Europe with them. They're going with us. And, you know, I made sure they were in just the right mood, Jason. And then I said, guys, I got some news I want to bring up. And I, and I proceeded to tell them about my decision to leave AT&T and go full-time with Beachbody and, and, you know, gave them what I call would be justifying reasons and trying to make it to where it was just a little bit easier for them to accept what I was telling them and how I was going to support their daughter going forward. But to my surprise, you know, seeing what I had accomplished over the last couple of years, seeing that not only had Beachbody treated me good, but I was able to buy my wife a house last year, paid off, you know, pay a 30-year mortgage off because of Beachbody and in about one-sixth of the time that we had the mortgage for and being completely debt-free and them seeing what we were able to provide and us being able to go on that trip with them to Europe. Her parents didn't, blank, didn't blink an eye, Jason, and they were very supportive. They said congratulations, and I was kind of shocked. I just kind of sat there. And I asked her, her dad, I says, you guys are total support of this, it sounds like. And both of them said, absolutely. They said, you know, we've come to see that, that things have changed a lot over, you know, from our generation to, to what you guys are doing now. And there's so many alternative ways to support yourself and do something mainly that you love to do, follow your passion, life's too short. And they gave me nothing but, but compliments as to what I had already accomplished, wishing me well. You know, the the worst part was that they basically said was is you always have that. I mean, the worst statement was you always have that degree if Beachbody ever were to go away, which, you know, we all know it's not going to, guys. I mean, they're, they're serving. I will say this. I can't say very much about my position on the cab that I have right now, but I will say that sitting in some of these conversations, and hopefully you guys all really take this to heart, but sitting in some of these conversations that I sit around with our corporate brass and the seven other um, coaches that I'm honored to serve on the cab for and represent all you guys. Um, our future is pretty bright here at Beachbody. The things they have planned for us and 
and the vision that Carl has for the future and what he's doing to counteract, you know, a lot of the, the marketplace disruption with, you know, infomercials, you know, not being watched as much and what they're planning to do in the future. I feel very comfortable to say to you guys that we're going to be around not only for the next few years, but next several years. Um, I would say even past a decade or more they got vision for. So I told her parents that's, that's not a worry for me because I, you know, I'm seeing things right now that make me feel very comfortable and help me with this, with this decision. So, you know, there is a mentality that I think a lot of us have and a lot of you still may have that you need to work. 40 hours a week, and, and not saying you don't right now. A lot of you do need that right now as you build your business, but do not take this lightly as a Beachbody coach. Don't look at this as just something you're doing on the side because you build this up, and before you know it, it's going to be like me. It's going to be five to six times the income of what you're making with your day job. Um, you're going to be ready to do this too, and and th- there there is this, this focus in our society that um, – you know, things are changing, and we don't need to have, you know, a lot of companies aren't even offering pensions anymore because of the economy, because not a lot of people are loyal, are loyal anymore because of opportunities like this. So, you know, there's no loyalty there, and you guys have the ability to do anything you want, and you're all Beachbody coaches. We have way over 100 people on this call tonight who are listening to me talk about what you guys hopefully will want for yourself in the future and what Christina was able to do work as a full-time Beachbody coach. So don't, you know, be boundaryless. Don't let there be anything in your way. You know, don't let there be anything in your way. Just work hard for this, and it's going to happen. Very good information. And you can hear a lot of emotion coming out of Jeff. And there's a lot of emotion when you talk to his dad and you got that approval. And, you know, dad basically kind of summarized, um, father-in-law kind of summarizes, like, you know, you've done well by um, us and by our daughter. So it's like we trust you going forward. And like he says, and I don't know much about what he does in CAB, but, you know, he's heard extra stuff from uh, CAB that, you know, ensures to him that this is going to be around um, for a long time. But you bring up a good point, and, you know, as I started the call off talking about my new coach that was excited um, down the road to go full-time, um, does everybody have to be told full-time, and should this be, you know, one of the goals for everybody that ever signs up to become a coach or a discount coach? You know, is this the solution for everybody, and should they, you know, dive into it head first when you know, the income isn't there right off the bat because, you know, they'll, they'll catch their wings falling down, sort of, sort of speak, as I think Stephanie said a couple weeks ago. Did I lose you? Are you still there? No, we're still here. We lost you for a second, but you're here. Okay. Um, so did you hear that question? Is this? No, I didn't hear the end of it. Say it one more time. Yeah, should this be a goal for every coach? Should this be, like, one of the goals and their goal is no matter if they're a brand new coach or discount coach or or whatever and um you know should they do this right off the bat you know point unproven maybe when the income isn't there right off the bat or you know when would you say is a good transition to do it if it is one of their goals so you know this is a really interesting question because obviously the people who are on this call tonight or the people who are listening to this recording, you select people who join live every Thursday night. You know, I, I think of particular people. You know, I, I it's funny because whenever I create the invites, there's always this one awesome coach, George Bishop, 
who is like one of the first people who likes the, the call and says he's going. You know, that's the commitment that I love from our downline, and that's a shout-out to you, buddy. But, you know, the people are listening to this call, are listening to the recording. You guys are the serious ones. You guys are the ones that want something more from this business and want to learn and want to be inspired. So, you know, I think with you guys, the answer is, yeah, you definitely want to, um, you know, do this full time. And is it is it my place to say that everybody, you know, should be doing this full time? No. The, the greatest thing about Beachbody and being a coach is that you are the CEO of your own business and you're going to decide you what's best. I have coaches on my team who love what they do in their job. You know, and this isn't a call to say quit what you do. No, this is an opportunity for you to do something you love if you're not already doing that. If you're doing something that you love, but you also love being a Team Beachbody coach and like to make some side income and you can balance both of them, that's awesome. You're right where you should be. If you're in a place where you absolutely have no desire to be a full-time Beachbody coach, you know, then you're right where you should be. But if you're in a position where you don't like what you're doing and you dread Mondays, you know, I used to have that mentality, and it sounds like Jason did too. The whole TG, TGIF mentality was who we lived for. You know, we lived for Fridays and the weekends, and Mondays gave us anxiety. If you're one of those people who has anxiety about Mondays because it's just the start of another week, then, yeah, you need to be doing everything you can to get yourself in a position to make yourself happy, whether that's being a full-time Beachbody coach or finding something else, going to school, Chase your dreams. You know, Beachbody is a opportunity for you to chase your dreams. And one of my dreams was first um, to get in shape, which Jason helped me do. And then it was to make, you know, enough money to pay for the supplements that I was hooked on from getting in shape. And it just kind of progressed. You know, my why changed so many times. So, you know, find out what that why is for you. And I have a feeling that all of you listening to this call, listening to the recording, are are those people that do want to do this full time and you know you you create um a path to do, be able to do that a little bit each day when you plug in the the problem that most coaches have is that they're not patient enough um i tell every one of my new coaches at least i try to uh you know and it's nothing that i've invented it wasn't my saying but i was told this early on i think jason might have said it to me or it was a beach body saying i think i heard it maybe at one of our game plan events but it was be here a year from now okay the the, the biggest problem that coaches have their biggest downfall is they're, they're impatient they want immediate you know income to happen as a beach body coach and i'm sorry that's just not going to happen um, at least it's not going to give you to the point where you're going to be able to retire in your first six weeks or six months as a coach. So it takes time. But that little bit that you do every single day, those few invites that you send every single day, that few challenge groups that you're running, um, you know, the challenge group, a new one every single month that you're running, the new coaches that you're bringing on, one a month or two a month, it all, and the success club month after month, it all equates into basically winning all these little battles to win the bigger war of you quitting your job. And it's going to happen if you want it to happen. Sorry about that. No, no worries. So I hope that answered your question, Jason. Yeah, um, you know, and Carl, I, I've heard Carl speak, you know, numerous, numerous times. Somebody... Somebody asked him that question once, is should everybody aspire to be a full-time coach? And, you know, I think as Jeff is alluding to, the folks on this call are probably the ones that, you know, tune in and aren't watching this draft beer thing called NFL right now, whatever you were talking about. Um, but 
I think what what every coach maybe should aspire to is the opportunity to build, you know, enough liberty and freedom in their life so that they can choose to watch, walk away from the job if they want. But, you know, that isn't necessarily Carl's vision. Carl was saying, you know, like my vision of this is to have, you know, a million coaches and not because of the revenue that it generates or, um, you know, the amount of products that we're going to sell, but it's that, a million coaches um, who could each connect to 20 customers could help 20 million people, you know, with their objectives. So it's definitely not a requirement. I don't think it has to be something on everybody's goal list um, to become full-time. But, I mean, like just says, the amount that you do daily, and you can add up to your goal number of income, you know, simply by adding the, the Success Club 5 every month and, you could come up with a number in your head of how many home direct orders it's going to take to reach that number, and then little by little, you work on that number. Um, and then, Jeff, like, if you can touch upon, is it a smart decision to be a full-time coach right off the bat? Uh, do I need to be making $200 a week before I go full-time? Or, you know, just about the income and budgetary needs to, to make it a full-time career. So is it wise to become a full-time Beachbody coach right off the bat? You know, it's probably not um, wise to just give up everything that you have, obviously, and throw yourself into the fire and sink or swim for everybody. But I would tell you that um, some people do that, Jason. I actually have a particular coach in my downline who done just that. Um, you and I just talked to her last night. You know who I'm talking about. Um mm-hmm on my zoom call so she you know and i hope she she doesn't mind me mentioning her name i'll just say her name is tina gave up a basically a senior level um like vice president type position where she worked um when given the opportunity to take a buyout took it and just thrown herself as a full-time beachbody coach as a matter of fact she didn't even know what she wanted to do when she took this um just had a great conversation with her last week but she knew that she wanted to be happy you know, I think the key thing here is she wanted to be happy. She wanted to feel fulfilled, and she wanted to do something that, that meant something to her. She wanted to look forward to the day every every day again. And um, she done exactly what you just described. She went all in from day number one, having not any downline whatsoever. And it's it's coming to fruition for her. She's building a good business. She's reached diamond and She's, you know, a machine when it comes to making contacts, and I look up to her and admire her in so many different ways. She actually is one of the reasons that I'm excited to be a full-time Beachbody coach because I'm going to learn. You know, I've learned already a lot about different things just from watching her, and that's a that's a tribute to you, Tina. But, you know, that's that's a rare a rarity for most people. I think a lot of the people aren't able or in that position to do it. Um, do I think that you would succeed if you were thrown into the fire, per se? Absolutely. Not endorsing you doing it. I just think that sometimes our current, for those people that want to be full-time Beachbody coaches, our current situation that we have with whatever we're doing, it's inevitably going to hold you back because, um, you know, the, the saying comes to mind to me that, you know, until you're, until you're you know, um, how do I want to say this? Until the pain of of change is a little bit less than the pain of remaining the same, you're not going to really do do anything different to work toward that goal and being a full time. That really translates to until you know it's so unbearable, you're, what you're doing full time, 
that you need to work your Beachbody business hard enough um, to make that closer to your goal of being a full-time Beachbody coach. Now, a lot of people are going to change. Sometimes they just wait for something to be so bad um, that it's unbearable before they do something about it. And I, I urge you guys not to do that. Uh, you know, if you're putting if you're putting in a lot of hours right now and you want to be a full-time Beachbody coach, you know, you're doing it because you have to support your family. I get that. But try to put an equal, at least a big equal portion of amount of hours into your Beachbody business so you get closer to your goal. Don't don't wait for it to to, to be so unbearable. So I guess what I'm saying, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know Tina's situation. Obviously, we definitely respect what she's doing. But I would guess that she had um, a little bit of savings worked up so that she had um, a cushion period to try to get where she wants to be. And I think the point that I was trying to make is that, you know, if your bills are $2,000 a month, um, and that, I'm sure that's a minimum for most all people, um, and you're just starting this off, I mean, can you sink or swim your way to $2,000 a month? Probably, but I would really hate for um, anybody to put themselves in that situation. And, and I've had some coaches that have done it, you know, with some savings in hand, and, you know, then they're discouraged that it doesn't build quick enough. So although I think that might force your hand to do more contacts like Tina's doing and, and ultimately get the results, you know, I think the much smoother, easier transition is to do this business part-time and get to the point where your income's about even. And, you know, Jim Rohn says in his first year in network marketing that he kept that, he held on to his full-time job for so long because he loved the stories. Like, hey, um, I'm working this part little part-time thing and I'm making twice the income I am at my full-time job. Would you like to hear about it? And he loved that story so much that he held on to the full-time job way, way, way longer than he ever did. And I think that's that's a powerful thing. You know, $1,000 to most people's income, you know, over the course of a month, you know, would be life-changing. That's, you know, two extra car payments or that's, you know, a rent payment. So I think for most people, you want to build up a solid foundation before you make that plunge. Now, I really feel that I can argue both ways because I went full-time, um, you know, partly forced and partly um, voluntary early in my career when I was making $200 a week, but I did have, you know, a little financial cushion. Um, but the thing that I knew then, and I might disenfranchise people a little bit now with numbers, is that I knew the the strength of this company, I knew the strength of the products, and I had this vision for where it was going to go. You know, and I've always described that as I know it's the rocket ship going to the moon. The only question was, how many seats am I occupying on that ship? And so I had this vision. It's like, if this is just starting right now, and I know it's going to have hundreds and thousands of people down the road, you know, if I can get a big portion of that pie now, and that pie continues to grow, then I'll always have a big portion of the company on my team. And my goal um, has always been 10%. I want to have 10% of the company on my team. That might sound a little pompous or whatever, but it was just a goal to shoot for. And when you look at the numbers now, um, there's about 160, 180, maybe close to 200,000 active coaches in the company, and, and much less when you refer to you know coaches that are anything beyond um, just the discount coach. Um, we've got 26,000 coaches in the fit union. Um, and so that's kind of a mark that I hold myself to and, and our team to is constantly building at that rate. So although I was spending way more than I was making for those first few months where I lost a job and I was doing it full time, 
um, I did build up a solid foundation. So I can definitely say things to um, both routes, but the thing that I know is that when my income was here the second time that I um, became a full-time coach, it was a much easier transition. Um, so I just don't want to encourage everybody to go leave their jobs tomorrow and uh, try to make this work. Although, like uh, Jeff and Stephanie says, you will grow wings on the way down, um, but you might just go through some turmoil to get that, and, and some people hit the, hit the ground. <laughs> Absolutely. You want to do some questions that are posted, Jason? Uh, you... I mean, I got them pulled up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think I have most everything on the list. The one thing, oh, there's one more thing, and then we'll go to the your list there. Um, you mentioned, like, the hatred, um, you know, on a Sunday night. And, like, you know, I think a lot of people go through that, like, you know, that you love Saturday. And people a lot of times will just even hate Sunday morning because they know the next day, like, goes back to this other thing that, that they don't want to do. And, yes, I think a lot of people survive with their 9 to 5, and they do what they do um, because it can afford them the living. But I think often we get caught in this dangerous circle. It's like we make enough so that we can have a nice car and a decent house so that we can go to work and be miserable so that we can have the car and the house so we can go to work and be miserable. And it's like as we make more money in that career, seems like we buy a bigger house or a nicer car and we stay in that same circle of, of misery so you know I would just question people there's there's two ways to have everything that you want in life one is to you know make uh, extraordinary amounts of money and, and buy everything that you want but the other way is to lower your budget and lower some of your expectations I know when I initially went full-time coach like I had a used Jeep forever and I kept that, well, basically that Jeep's still around. You know, Jeff has that Jeep now. But I kept yep. that Jeep for, you know, eight eight or nine years um, in totality when I could have afforded a better car. But the truth was I didn't need it, and that allowed me to make less income and still cover, cover my bills. But I just want everybody to kind of think about that feeling. Like if you're waking up on that Sunday morning or the Sunday night and just with that hatred, um, think about that. Are you in survival mode at that point just to pay the bills or are you thriving? And, you know, I don't think any religion, any God that we talk about puts you on this earth to survive. You know, I think everybody's on this earth for an individual purpose. Um, we should be um, sad to leave this earth until we've given some sort of contribution back. Um, and I just think every day that you wake up and, you know, or every week that you wake up and, and you have this hate for what you're going to do, you're not in that space. And to put it from the other perspective, again, because I, I think I have both, um, I wake up now on a Thursday or a Monday and, like, I have to ask somebody what day it is. Because, like, you know, there, there's not really on days and off days. I know there's days that there's more people out at the beach or more people at the mall, and I tend to avoid those places on those days because I don't want the crowds. But to me, every day is, a, is an opportunity to work this business doing the stuff that I love, which is really helping other people. So, I mean, think about those two different concepts. Do you want to wake up um, once a week and just hate what you're doing? Or do you want to wake up and be lost as to what day it is? Because every day you're doing and living, you know, what you want to be doing. 
Um, so that's kind of the last thing I had to say about that. But you brought up the words, you know, fear of telling other people what your, your goals were, um, hate for what you were having to do over the week. And, and these are strong emotions. And, you know, in my opinion, when we can minimize some of the fears and the hate, that's when they have the opportunity to thrive. I can honestly tell you, Jason, I, I, I look forward, not that I didn't before, but I, I'm really looking forward to every single morning. I don't have a TGIF mentality anymore. I have a, a TGIM mentality, and I get asked that all the time. What the hell does that mean? How can you look forward to Monday? Because I'm looking forward to every day now, you know, and that's just, it's, it's very, very empowering. Okay, yeah, I have one more question. I can't think of it off the top of my head, so maybe go to a couple that you have online there. Yep, um, yep. And so one of my favorite people here, Lindsay's got a question, and I'll get to, to yours, Mark, in a second, but this one really kind of hits me a little bit. Um, she says it's kind of off topic, and I don't think it is. You know, um, it, it, It's going to go into more hand-in-hand of what I'm going to do now as a full-time coach. But she said, you know, um, can you touch on not comparing yourself to the handful of top coaches who move crazy fast in the first two years. You know, they go up crazy fast in the ranks and, you know, they live for Thursdays when they hear their name. Um, you know, what do you say to people as far as trusting the process, working daily on invites, and it will grow? Um, but, I, you know, I think a lot of people get wrapped up in the other stuff, you know, moving so fast. And You know, Lindsay, this is, this is what I'll say on that. Um, I don't necessarily ever compare myself to another coach. I'm always happy for other coaches who are achieving what their, their dreams are. You know, if you have a dream to be a 15-star diamond and move quickly to do that, then do it. Um, you know, my mentality and my, my focus is to develop relationships. You know, I don't want to just um, be, a, be a coach to somebody I really want to be their sponsor, uh, and that I, I've kind of always lived by that. When somebody signs up with me, you know, I've always told them that I'm going to be here for any question you have and to help you build the business that you want. And I'm not saying other coaches that are moving that fast aren't doing that, but I know that my team, uh, Team Sparty and Jason's team, you know, the union, and I know Team Lightning Strike, where you're at, is very similar. I feel that family atmosphere when I'm at events with people and. I have coaches in my downline come up to me and, and talk to me. I've always felt that there's been a family atmosphere. And I can honestly say that um, I've had discussions with coaches from other teams. I've actually had coaches from other teams join mine because they didn't feel that sense of family. And I'm not saying that the top coaches are, are in that situation, Lindsay, but I can tell you that I don't ever want to be accused of our team not feeling like a family. So if that means I'm going to grow a little bit slower and that means I'm going to develop more relationships than just signing multiple coaches and getting 150 success points every month, then that's the continued path I'm going to go. I really want there to be um, a sponsorship uh, mentality for the people that sign up with me or in my team versus the idea of just, hey, you're my coach. Okay, well, go read this thing and you'll get everything you need to know and i got to go move on to signing more coaches. I don't want that to be what this is, you know, indicative of me as a coach to be. I want people to say, there goes Jeff, he just signed up a lot of coaches. I want to say, there goes Jeff, he's helped me do this or do that. So that's my mentality for it. And, Lindsay, I kind of feel that you're closer to my style and you're rocking the business doing exactly what you're doing, girl. So I wouldn't change a thing about what you're doing 
don't be so focused on on where you where you could be right now um, because you're going to be there anyways. It just may take a little bit longer. You know, I hope that makes sense and I hope that helps. You agree, Jason? Yeah, I mean, I've always I had this discussion just the other night with some of the executive team members from corporate. And, um, you know, maybe with the exception of, like, a Lindsay Matway, um, you know, I've never seen anybody, and I, what, what, what Lindsay, I feel, is describing is, like, this rocket ship mentality that, you know, they're going to go as hard as they can and sign up all these coaches and have a really great uh, week or month or quarter or, or even year. But anybody that I've seen do that, um, you know, like I said, maybe with the exception of Lindsay Matway, who has been duplicating what she does for her whole team, um, they burn out, you know, just like a rocket does. You know, that's why a rocket has those, or the space shuttle has those two or three big, you know, fuel boosters on the side because it takes all that fuel to go that fast. Um, But once they get into orbit, you know, it takes little or no fuel to keep going around. And And I think when you look at, the, the best of the best leaders, the Robert Hudgens, the um, Bob Lucido, um, Doug Fitzgerald, you know, and this has been my mentality, I think Jeff's too, is that, you know, the ones that win this race are the steady-paced people. Um, they recently did this, you know, Success Club All-Stars, and, and I look at it to see what it is. I, I don't really give it much credit. I don't want the recognition from that. But when I looked at it, there's only one coach ever that's done every month um, in Success Club uh, 10, you know, and she's been top coach twice. Uh, she has more than 30 lifetime diamonds in her organization, so many that she doesn't like to talk about it. Uh, she's a 15-star going at twice now. Um, so that's what happens from doing it consistently, and I don't think she's had any one month or one spurt where she signed up 100 coaches, but just diligently doing um, the same amount over and over again. And then I looked in there and, like, my record and was, you know, the seventh or eighth highest in the company. So people always ask, you know, what's your secret? And I said, well, two things, consistency and duration. I was talking with another new coach the other day, and they're like, you know, I'm so confused, all these different groups and pages I have to post on daily. I'm like, well, really, there's three things. Get get into a new coach a training group, you know, that we have like a coach basics. You want to be part of that group because you're learning the basics. You need to have a place to be putting your challenge group members um, and your customers, if that's a customer page or um, a challenge group page or even your Uplands challenge group page, do that. And then and then I think, you know, follow a couple mentors that you look up to. And if you do those three things daily, you know, that's the minimum amount that you have to keep going day after day in consistency where you become the leader like the Hudgens or the Fitzgerald or the Jeff or, or whoever. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think that going fast and really short is is the smart way to do it. I think over the long haul, the uh, tortoise always wins that race. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope that that helped, um, Lindsay. I really do. I uh, hope that that was, you know, indicative of what you were looking for there. So um, my, my pal Mark posts here, he water some, you know, like, what are some of the new tasks that, um, you know, uh, I'm going to be doing, you know, in my newfound freedom here and helping the team, helping the team grow and helping myself grow. And one of the things I've lacked in, in, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to it, is I've been stuck at a specific rank now for a little while. Uh, even though my income has continued to grow, 
um, you know, I haven't moved up too much. I haven't focused so much on my own business. I've been focusing so much on my team because that's the best of the time that I could make balancing both. But now I'm going to put some more investment back into myself as well as my team. So I wrote out a list, Mark, um, of, of a lot of the things that I'm going to do and are doing already. I just, you know, and I actually posted this today in a couple of my, my coach groups. And this, you know, I know it's called just at the, an hour now, and this might take a few minutes for me to go through, Jason. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go pretty quickly. And for those of you that, that want to know more information about it, I'm definitely willing to share that on the page. But these are just like my, my thoughts. These were also taken from some of my good friends. Um, Mindy helped put this together for me a little bit because she shared it with me. But there was a combination of just these are things I'm going to basically be doing to help my business go to the next level. So, guys, get your pens out. Get your pencils out if you want to try to keep up with me. Otherwise, I will post it. I'm going to go pretty quick. I want to meet three to five new people every single day on social media. I want to host a monthly fitness challenge. I want to earn success club, minimum of at least five points every single month, if not more. I'm going to return all my messages every single day that I get from people. I have scheduled business hours. That's a key one, guys. I have scheduled business hours that I'm going to start keeping. Um, I won't go to bed until my power hour to-do list is done. I have power hour to-do lists. I'm going to work out five to six days a week. These are things we don't think about, guys. You've got to be working on you five to six days a week. I already do that now. It's going to continue. Drink Shakeology daily. Add four or more coaches every single month. That's a new goal. I want to have one a week. Um, I do getting started right call with my new coaches no matter what. Find out what my new coaches' wise goals are and help them set up a plan of action. Check back in with my coaches often, at least two times a week. Host month, host, continue to host my monthly coach basics groups for new coaches. Um, host Diamond Minds every other month for my, my runners. Dig deep in my downline to look for up-and-coming leaders and help them succeed. Grow my Facebook friends list by 20 to 30 people on my, on my like page. Unfortunately, I can't do it on my normal page like you, Jason. I'm maxed out. Um, growing my, my following on Instagram by 20 to 30 people every single week. I want to add 20 to 30 new followers every single week on Instagram. I want to dive into that. Um, put this opportunity in front of five new people every week. I want to go back and read The Magic of Thinking Big again. I'm going to reread GoPro again. I tried, so that's the second question, Mark. What am I reading right now? Those are the two books I'm going to go back and reread again. Track my progress using notebooks, spreadsheets, Evernote, etc. I want to get rekindle relationships with my success partners. I kind of went to the wayside a little bit because of my AT&T time. Um, post on social media two to three times per day. I'm already doing that, but I want to continue to do that. Um, Follow up with my prospects in a timely manner. Write down my goals every single week and do not let the weekend until you accomplish those goals. Review my goals every single morning. Wake up early every single day. That's one of the things you talked about, Jason, is me not getting into a TV show or sleeping in late. That's one of the things that definitely scares me now, but I'm going to try my best to, to not do that. Um, I want to get at least six to seven hours of sleep every single night. Uh, read 10 pages of a personal development book every single night, listen to 20-minute personal audio sometime during the day. A lot of our personal development audio can come from our own teamleadershipcalls.com, guys. Uh, get on the National Wake-Up Call every Monday. Watch other leaders to get great ideas from what they're doing in social media. Not mocking it, but making it my own. Work from a to-do list every single day. A lot of you guys know I'm big on those to-do lists. Talk about business or products at least two to three people per day. Host weekly or bi-weekly what is coaching calls for my coaches. I want to continue to do those every single week as long as we keep getting a lot of people. You guys know that I do those. Use them. Um, host weekly accountability calls, Google Hangouts with my leaders, which I'm doing every single Wednesday night with my Diamond leaders. Attend Summit. Attend Leadership. 
run an internship coach basics group, something new that I've been seeing people populate on the you know, five-day sneak preview into the business. I want to dive into that. We talked about it in my group last night. Um, confident about I want to get even more confident when I'm talking to people with every product that we have out there, so I want to learn more about our products. I'm going to treat my business like a business. Not that I wasn't before, but I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to act like a leader. I want to at least do two new YouTube videos every single month. And I'm, I'm, I'm even looking at possibly doing up to five a month. Create systems that are simple for my team. You know, I want to, I want to be able to enlighten them into all the cool things that Jason's doing and we're doing together. Uh, offer and, and, and guest speak on, on weekly team calls to keep myself motivated and accountable. And continue to do what is coaching webinars for the team. So those are the things that are on my to-do list, Jason and Mark. Um, you asked, and there you got them. Yeah, definitely think uh, if you get that written down or even just fax it in and show because there's a lot being said there. Um, you know, and I think it's awesome to set the goals high um, and, you know, do as do as much as you can. But, you know, if he was to say, well, I want to do one video a month, and, and then you fall short of that video, well, you're really doing none a month. So it's good to you know, set those numbers high um, and, and strive for that high goal. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I've always had this mentality that, um, like you just said, you know, have a ton of things you're, you're working on hard because you're, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to have maybe not all the success you want of it. Of it. So the whole adage is, you know, um, shoot, for the, shoot for the moon, but you're probably going to hit a few stars along the way, Jason. Yeah, I like that phrase. So um, let me see if there's any more questions that are posted here. And we're probably going to wrap this thing, this bad boy, up here. Um, let me just double-check if there's any more questions posted. Uh, i got to refresh the screen. Lindsay said that helped. I'm glad. Nothing, uh, nothing means more to me that that helped you, Lindsay. Um, Jackie wants to know, what do you say in regards to other similar companies when a customer asks about, um, you know, do you promote the positive of Shakeology, for example, do not point out the negatives or, or other companies' products? Jackie, I've always kind of said this. Um, this looks like it's the uh, um, last major question. Um, I'll post some, some Power Hour stuff, Melinda, here on the page. But, you know, the, I never bash other companies, Melinda. You don't ever see me in on Facebook, you know, belittling other companies because I think it sends a signal that you're um, scared of them. You are um, a little, you know, not confident about what you represent. So you're never going to see me do that because in all honesty, even though I, I, I know, and I know Jason agrees with me too, we're in the best place with Beachbody because we truly stand for health and fitness while the rest of them are, are you know, weight management companies. Um, I won't bash them because in the end we're all trying to help end the trend of obesity. Uh, Shakeology, I don't ever feed into the negativity about that. Tommy Migrant taught me something a long time ago when it comes to, you know, discussing Shakeology and getting past people's objections. He has this line that he likes to say, and he starts out by saying, I don't know about that, but all I know is. And that, that, that little line right there really helps set the tone that you're not so much concerned about you know, the negative thing that I just said or the price objection, but instead you're just going to tell them exactly what it's done for you. So if somebody says, you know, I just can't afford Shakeology, it's just so expensive, you're going to say, well, I don't know about that, but all I know is Shakeology has helped me hit every one of my fitness goals. 
or I don't know about that, but all I know is, you know, all I did was replace my Starbucks and my fast food every single day with Shakeology and I actually save money at the end of the month. Or I don't know about that, but all I know is um, you can buy seven packs of the samples for me for 35 if it's too much to try for a week. There's just so many ways to get around the objections and show the positive side of it. Um, so I really hope that helps, Jackie, put it in perspective that don't promote the negative, but, you know, emphasize the positive there. And that whole I don't know, um, but all I know is it works every single time. So, Jason, anything to add to that? Yeah, I was going to say the same sort of thing. When somebody asked me about another company or, or um, more particularly like another fat burn or pill or something, you know, I automatically go to, well, I don't know much about that product, but I do know that we have, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, the one difference is if I know somebody – uh, a different company has a product with something that I don't agree with, like I will point that out. Um, you know, if there's artificial sweeteners and stuff used in that, because that's just something that speaks to my values. And like, I don't know, I've never tried to shake it. I don't know what it tastes like, but I know that they've got artificial sweeteners in there, and I don't think there can be a health shake, um, you know, that's using something like that in it. That's my own personal opinion. Um, but yeah, when I when I know some factual stuff like that, I will do it. But you don't need to, you know. It's I don't know what the other company does, but I know that um, I feel respected and important to the people that I associate with my company. And when you say that, everybody wants to feel respected and important, so I think they can uh, relate to that. The one other thing I wanted to add to um, Lindsay's question was, you know, like that rocket ship mentality and. You know, anytime I have seen anybody take off, you know, have a really great month or a quarter like that, you know, it's it's ultimately and and the people that can sustain a really high pace, it ultimately comes down to like a really big why. And you know, I've been around the company so long, I literally think you can ask me, you know, anybody um, that took off like that and really what their why was. And you know, I know with Lindsay, she had a situation with. Um, her daughter where they had to pay some bills and that was something that she held on to really tight and you know we see um, our good friend uh, Mindy now going through something with her children and that's one of the strong reasons why she feels an urgency to build business so good and so quickly but again it's not a 60-80 coach month you know it's consistently doing uh, 10 success club points a month so you know your why is definitely important to that and, and the more emotion you have about that why the stronger you're going to work to uh, build your business. Absolutely. Well, guys, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, there's no more questions in there, but awesome questions. Uh, what I will do really quick, you know, we'll end it here just as soon as you guys either quit asking questions or if there's none, and we answer quite a bit there. I am going to do my customarily unmute the lines. We still have well over 75 people on the line. So, guys, hit self-mute. Um, and, and if you guys have any questions you want to ask live or any comments, Go for it. So here we go. Okay, guys, the lines are open. If there's anything that you want to ask live or, or any comments, go ahead before we close things um, up. I have a comment. Sure. I would love, I, I just love everything that you all had to say tonight about not being passionate about what you're doing, you know, with, with your old job to do something that you are passionate about, and that's exactly how I feel. I've been at this for 16 years, breaking my back in a physical therapy rehab, 
So I work with people physically, emotionally, and mentally. But you know what? It isn't my passion anymore. I'm dealing with a lot of people that are negative and demanding, and I have to beg them to do therapy with me and to get better. But on the other hand, beach body with beach body, people want to lose weight. They want to get better, and I'm, I'm passionate about that, you know, because they're so appreciative of what you're doing for them, and it just feels good to help people. And, you know, also to have the flexibility to do what you want when you want. And I'm a free spirit, so I love what you guys had to say. It was a wonderful, wonderful call tonight. I just want to say thank you. Absolutely. Give me, give me your name. Gina Aguilar. Hey, Gina, I, I, I really appreciate that, and it's awesome to hear a voice with the, with the Facebook name. That's, oh, that's, thanks. Oh, hey, is this? Yeah, Jason. I think this is Jeff right here. Oh, okay. Jeffrey, I'm sorry. Oh, um, no worries. And it's just another parallel. You know, my, my wife is a physical therapist. Um, she doesn't necessarily work in the rehab. It. Yeah, she, she, she is starting to feel the same way, you know, to a certain degree. She still loves what she does, but, you know, she's very much in that same boat that you are because she's working almost the same exact job. Um, Right, right. And, and there is, there is a, you know, there is a strong, um, I think, passion that I have now for 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 zest for life because I'm I'm loving what I'm doing. So, you know, again, just I don't want to emphasize people going out and quitting your jobs, but definitely do something to take care of that situation so you can wake up happy again. And that's that's. That's what this opportunity gives all of us. So thank you for that compliment, Gina. That really makes a me. Oh, a thank you. Thank you so much for this call. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Really appreciate yeah, it. Uh, yeah, it's good to hear your voice, Gina. You're our surfer pedalboard friend, right? Yes, that's right. I'm, I'm going to teach you uh, how to surf, remember? Yeah. I think Shannon put us in touch over Facebook. That's right, yeah, because you um, you're in California, too. Um, right. Yeah, what I want to say for that is, you know, I think some gems come out of this call, and, you know, the the, the point or the uh, summary of that, the moral of that story is, is that, um, you know, when, when we have a great leader that's going to be on the call and they have to cancel the last minute, you know, that's discouraging, and the beginning of the call or, you know, coming over home to, to be ready for the call, like, I didn't know what we were talking about, I wasn't necessarily sure how it was going to go another call with just me and Jeff talking although his topic is neat and incredible and everything um but the two things that we talk about you know consistency and duration um this this happens more often than not that we're not excited about the call for that particular week but when you look back on us putting forth the effort to be there every week and now we've got this website with over four or five years of calls and and then some of these these topics that we're not super excited about, you know, come out to be hidden gems. So the thing is, is uh, persevere. And I heard recently, if you wait for uh, inspiration, you know, you're just going to be sitting there waiting. And so the the trick is to, you know, go and plan these things and then do them diligently, consistently over time. And then you'll come up with a call that, you know, somebody like Gina can really relate to. So we definitely appreciate that feedback. And, you know, again, my moral story is, you know, come up with a plan and then stick to that plan. 
Okay. I will. Thank you. Thank you for all the advice. I will stick to it. Believe me, I'm going to be very diligent about this ever since day one. I've been on top of it. Uh, I hit nine success club points my first month. And then, you know, I don't know what happened the last couple of months, but, you know, I'm just still going to remain diligent and keep doing what I'm doing. I talk to everyone and their mom. I'm a Southern girl. So when I go to the grocery store, I talk to the cashiers, the people in the line behind me, at the car wash, my coworkers, fellow therapists, nurses, doctors. So I talk to everyone. So believe me, I'm, I'm not going to give up on this. No, you, you you won't, and I got no doubts, Gina, that you're going to be basically running your own team calls someday and 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 rocking it. You're part of what um, extreme team, Christy Moore's organization, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, you uh-huh. you got great leadership in Christy and great great leaders over there with Tammy and Shannon and and everybody over there and Trisha and you got some great people over there. So just know we're always here as an extension of that team. Thank you, thank you, and I'm in Jeffrey's group, the Emerald to Diamond group, right now. So. Yep. Oh, we're just getting started. Be ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm up with my homework assignments. All right. <laughs> Guys, any other comments or questions out there? Awesome. Well, guys, really, really thank you so much for joining us. A lot of you really hung out for a little bit longer than normal call. We still have well over 75% of you here. Really appreciate it. Obviously, we touched some nerves tonight. Um, if this call was awesome to you, like every we say every single week, Tag us in a post. Let us know that it that it that it meant something to you. That indicates to us. Keep an eye on you. We're gonna check up on you and help you guys hit your goals. So, Jason, any closing words? No, I mean I, the thing for me is like I say, you know, sometimes you're discouraged, but with that follow through, you know, these these gems come out of it. So, um, you know, I'm really glad that we still did a call, even though you know half of our guests didn't show up tonight. Um, yep. And then, you know, somebody like Gina was just the message that she needs to hear. So, you know, yep. stick and with again, those you know, times when they're tough, and, and you'll build a great legacy. Yep. And, again, we go back and beyond tonight, guys, but we will reschedule that because I think it's important you guys hear her story from her. Amazing, amazing leader. And, um, you know, just had some unforeseen circumstances. So with that, guys, we'll let you guys go. For you guys still watching the NFL draft, Manziel was finally picked. So everybody rest assured and have a good night's sleep. So good night. Everybody have a yep. Everybody have a good night. And Jason, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Okay, sounds good. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. night. Bye bye.